So I'm guessing most folks say they have no problem with change until they experience some kind of change in their life, and then it becomes a different matter. Now, I probably fall under that category. Change is okay, as long as it doesn't mess with my efficient, organized, well-planned, predictable world. And then when it does, I just might become a little bit paralyzed, not knowing what I'm supposed to do next. Now, long ago, uh, Chad came over, was back home for the night, and sometimes when Chad comes home from Durham or has to stay at our house, he's passing through, he'll crash on the couch. So Linda and I have our morning routine. We get up, we shower, we dress, we make coffee, we eat breakfast, we sit on the couch, we drink coffee, we drink coffee, we drink coffee, <laughs> watch the news, we fill up our coffee, and then we do a bit of reading. Well, that morning that Chad was there, I came out into the living room, and I was going to make the coffee, I was going to sit down, watch my news, get into my routine, and he's still on the couch, and he's watching ESPN, and I realize he has no intentions of moving, and my spot on the couch is all of a sudden taken up. So I think I literally stood there for about five, ten seconds, not really knowing what to do. And I just kind of turned around, walked back into the bedroom and thought, okay, if I come back out in 15 minutes, this will all be okay. And this will all be all right. Now, certainly there's some change that we welcome and appreciate. Without it, life would be just a bit boring. But like some of you, there's some change that I would rather not experience or accept. And quite honestly, there's some times where change messes up with our rituals, and and we count on our rituals, we count on our habits, and it does something to us. But here's the thing. If there's one thing we can all count on is this. In life, there are seasons of change. Change is inevitable. It is going to happen. And they can be invigorating, they can be exciting, but they can also be painful and overwhelming. Some changes we initiate, like changing jobs or bringing a new child into the family or moving to a new house, while other times we're sort of thrust into this season of change without our consent. We receive an unexpected medical diagnosis, or we get laid off, or we're caring for aging parents, or we're caring for our spouse. And to use this familiar bumper sticker, change happens. It will come into our life. And as much as change can turn our world upside down, or at a minimum, alter it just a bit, it's not always the change that throws us off. In reality, it's the transition we go through in adapting to the change. To put it simply, change is often the external events that occur. Transition is the internal shift we need in order to deal and adapt with the change. Just because we're living within the context of change doesn't mean we've internally transitioned towards accepting the change or adapted our lives around it. Some of you have been in organizations, some of you have been in companies where they have made a change to the company, they have made a change to the way things are done, and somehow the change is done externally. And we know the change is there, but inwardly people don't often transition with that change. And so they fight against it, or sometimes they are passive-aggressive against it, or they acknowledge it outwardly, but inwardly they're saying, I'm not going to do that. So there may be external change that happens around us, but internally or inwardly, have we transitioned toward it? Uh, Pastor and author Matt Majofsky has written a book titled Let Go. And in it, he makes this distinction. Quote, change is always happening all around us on a personal, organizational, civic, political, or global level. Things are changing 
always, and I cannot underscore that enough, always changing. Transition, on the other hand, is this internal psychological process that happens on the personal level. Transition is about what is happening to people, in people, and with people as they experience change. Unlike the change itself, transition is not a given. And then he adds this later in the chapter, quote, managing change and transition in our lives is not only personal or psychological work, but it is also spiritual work. And this is why I think it's so important, in my estimation, to pay attention to our own responses to change and whether or not we are transitioning inwardly when we don't manage the transitions well. And when we don't, we get stuck. And we get stuck inwardly in our own personal and spiritual growth. In other words, we're not able to expand what I would call our capacity to live fruitfully and in a flourishing manner within the change that is around us. So, for example, we get stuck in our grief over how it used to be. We get stuck in our resentment towards life. We get stuck in our nostalgia over the good old days. We get stuck in our bitterness over having to adapt to a future we didn't envision. Or we get stuck in our denial and we keep living as if nothing has changed. And all the while we are missing out, I think, on this opportunity for deepened personal and spiritual growth. And this is a little bit of a disclaimer. I'm not pretending this is easy. I'm not pretending this goes smoothly. I'm just saying change happens. And it's probably going to happen whether I want it to or not. The question is, is whether I am able inwardly and spiritually to transition with the change in a way that I'm growing and I'm changing and I'm flourishing. Now, for me, there's a little mantra that I like to repeat. It goes this way, maybe kind of cutesy, but it works for me. Change is inevitable. Transition is possible, but growth is optional. It really is up to me. Change is going to happen. It's a given. The possibility exists for me to make an inward transition, but I need to lean into that. And for that very reason, growth is always optional. It depends on whether I'm willing to live into the transition or not. Now, when I felt the leading to develop this into a summer sermon series, I first thought of calling this surviving seasons of change. But then I thought, I don't like the idea of surviving. It feels like we're always trying to survive. It feels like we're just always trying to get by. It feels like that we're just always kind of on our last breath. And maybe we are. But then I thought, well, what about thriving during seasons of change? And then I thought, well, let's just call it flourishing through seasons of change because it's my fundamental belief that God intends for you and I to flourish even during these seasons. But it is a journey that we must go through rather than find ways to avoid or deny if growth is to occur. And as fruitful and flourishing as change can be, it can also be a scary time in which we feel totally unprepared and alone in those moments. Now, this is what I think was going on with Moses in the scripture text that Sloan read just a few moments ago. How Moses may have felt when God called upon him to lead the Israelites out of Egypt through the wilderness and into the promised land of their destination or their flourishing, if you will. God knew the end result. And he knew the end result would be this existence of fruitfulness. And that was their destiny, if you will. And that word gets tossed around a lot, but it's really just the same root as destination. This was their destiny, to live into this place, this promise that God had for them, where they would be fruitful. But that did not mean the journey to get there was going to be easy. In fact, the Israelites were going to have to let go of a lot of their past in order to enter into this new beginning God had for them. I once heard someone say 
You can take the Israelites out of Egypt, but you often can't take the Egypt out of the Israelites. You can remove us from a physical place, a physical context, and that may feel like change, but sometimes the same habits, the same dynamics, the same things that we hang on to still exist within, and we want to go back to the way it was. We want to go back to how it was. But that's the nature of change. Sometimes we have to let go of a lot in the past in order to be able to enter into this new beginning God has for us, and that is often the nature of transition. Before we enter into a season of new beginnings, we often have to let go of what we know or what we have known, what has felt familiar and what has felt secure. And in between this letting go, in between this new beginning, there's often this wilderness where we need to navigate and journey through, but the promise of Scripture is that we don't have to go through it alone. So in this conversation with God, Moses acknowledges his calling to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And it's interesting, in another translation, Moses just really cries out to God, and he says, God, I cannot lead these people alone. I can't do this on my own. Because Moses notices that God has not provided anyone to help him. So Moses essentially says to God, if this is the journey I must take, then do not let me do it alone. Show me that you will go with me. And God responds to Moses in this way. Quote, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Or as the common English Bible puts it, I will go myself, and I will help you. So on this journey, and in this season of change and transition, in Moses' life and in the life of the Israelites, God's presence will go with them, and God will help them. There are only three months in the Scripture at the end of Exodus. They're only three months out of being out of Egypt. They're new. They're just into this journey. And already, I think Moses can feel the fear of, I can't do this on my own. Already, he knows that exactly the Israelites want to do what? We know it wasn't great back there. We know it wasn't healthy. We know it wasn't good for us. But you know what? We knew it. It was secure. It was safe. Which often, by the way, explains why sometimes some people can't get out of unhealthy situations and unhealthy relationships. The unhealthiness is even known more than the healthiness in in the unknown. And sometimes they will stay in what's unhealthy because they know that rather than venture into this unknown wilderness and go into something new where we have to grow, we have to deepen, we have to explore ourselves and reach out into what is new for us. So in the same way, whatever season you and I find ourselves in, God says to you and I, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest, and I will help you. Those are important words. I know they're just a few words. I know it's just a short sentence, but let's not trivialize what God is saying. My presence will go with you. I will give you rest, and I will help you. Now, this sermon and sermon series came to me from a place of awareness for me in three ways, and I want to share this. First, I recognize there's been changes in my life in which I've missed out on personal growth, because I did not do the necessary transition inwardly that needed to be done. I wish things were the way they used to be. I wished they would never change. I wished that this had happened in my life. I wished that this had not happened in my life. But what I realized was when I was able to let go of whatever didn't happen or whatever did happen and move into this period of transition, this wilderness, if you will, that often it was in there that I found and discovered some new things about myself 
about my relationship with God, and I was able to transition to whatever the new was, and often I did not know what that new was. But at just the right time, there were new beginnings and new starts and new possibilities. So as I enter into the seasons of my life, I want them to be as fruitful as possible as I transition through them. The second thing is this. We as a Quaker Fellowship, we as Deep River Friends, we are a changing congregation, and we exist within a changing community and a changing world. And in congregations, changes happen slowly and almost imperceptibly over time, but they happen. And I have been saying this over the last few weeks or few months to to some folks who may listen, but I've said, you know, I've been here 15 years, and I feel like within the last 15 years I have pastored three different friends' meetings. And that is just a natural evolution of change. And those three different friends' meetings have felt very much different in personality, in character, and in people. The people that we have here are much different now than the people that we had here 15 years ago. And that's for a number of reasons. There's nothing bad, there's nothing good. It just is. Change happens and time evolves. The question and the challenge I have is as change happens around us, and you know that it does, as change happens to us, will we as a congregation continue to live into that change, to let go of what we need to let go, and to move into whatever that wilderness might be, that period of transition, and be there and journey through it and sometimes have a little bit of the unknown, knowing that whatever God has for us in the future is good, and we live into it, and we move into this and this new future that God has for us. It means open to the possibility of new mindsets, new understandings, new ways of doing ministry and life together. It means recognizing that we may need to let go of in order to journey towards the new beginnings that God has. And then finally, I recognize that some of you are experiencing change in your life, new seasons. Some of the change is welcomed. Some of it's going to take some time to welcome or accept. And as I said before, some change we ourselves initiate, some change is just thrust upon us without our consent. We didn't plan for this. We didn't want this. But guess what? Here we are. And now what do we do with it? So we always have the choice as to how we will either live into it or to deny it. And to transition inwardly during times of personal change means holding open the possibility of new mindsets, new understandings, new ways of doing life, either individually or with those we love. It means recognizing what we need to let go of again in order to live into this new season our life is experiencing or the possibility of what our life may experience. As I shared earlier in my message, change is inevitable. Transition is possible, but growth is optional. Change is going to happen. The possibility of transitioning always exists within our willingness to enter into it, which then determines whether growth will happen or not. Parker Palmer is a a Quaker author and writer, has a wonderful little book called Let Your Life Speak. And near the end of it, he talks about the seasons of life, and he actually divides them up into the seasons of nature, fall, winter, spring, and summer. And here's what he has to say, quote, Seasons is a wise metaphor for the movement of life, I think. It suggests that life is neither a battlefield nor a game of chance, but something infinitely richer, more promising, and more real. The notion that our lives are like the eternal cycle of the seasons does not deny the struggle or the joy, 
the loss or the pain, the darkness or the light, but it encourages us to embrace it all and to find in all of it opportunities for growth. That's a huge statement. To embrace it all, the struggle and the joy, the loss and the gain, the darkness and the light. Because in embracing it all, what we acknowledge is that God is in it all. I'm not saying God caused it all. I'm just saying God is in all of it. And in all of it, there is this possibility for growth, this possibility for fruitfulness, this possibility for flourishing. Whether it's me, whether it's us as a congregation, whether it's you individually and personally, in your own spiritual journey, in your own personal development. In his wonderful translation, the message, the late Eugene Peterson translates Exodus 33:14 this way. Quote, God said, my presence will go with you, and I will see the journey to the end. Now, I love that. Because sometimes I just want to quit. Sometimes I just want to stop halfway through. Sometimes I just want to stop right in the middle of the wilderness and say, I'm done. That's it. I don't know which way to turn. I don't know which way to go. Sort of like Yogi Berra, at the next crossroads, take it. And then sometimes I just want to go back and try to recreate what was. And it may not even be good, but I just want to recreate it because at least it felt comfortable. And for some, that may be, I will just stick in my bitterness and, and, and resentment for the rest of the life. Some of it may be, we'll just keep doing the way we've been doing everything the way before. We'll just try harder. Maybe that'll make it work. Sometimes it's never moving past a failed relationship or a loss. So what I know is this, I don't have to see myself all the way through to the end. God will see me through, and somehow, some way, that brings me comfort and encouragement that even when I don't know where I'm going, God shows up each day. And by the way, if you remember the story, remember the story of the Israelites, hang on to that when they were in the wilderness. Each day, God fed them enough manna just for that day. In fact, it's like God saying, I'm going to give you everything you need just for this day. Yesterday's gone. It's no longer here. Tomorrow's not here yet. What do you need for this day? And the second thing God basically said is when the light moves, you move. When the pillar stops, you stop. When I move, you move. When I stop, you stop. That's all you need to know. How is God leading you through those periods of unknown? And this is the promise we rest in. Whatever our changes are happening in our life, whatever transitions we are needing to undergo, whatever wilderness we're needing to go through as we live through this season of change, God's word to us is this. My presence will go with you. I'll see the journey to the end. In other words, God won't quit halfway through, so we don't feel like quitting halfway through. So whatever God has for us in the future, whatever we need to journey through in the present, God goes with us, and God will see us through all the way to the end. So I invite us to think about, just in the next few moments, we'll spend a few more moments in silence, what change am I in the midst of? What change are you in the midst of? Are you at the very beginning of it? Is there something you finally need to let go of, you just never let go of? Either you want to hang on to it out of love or you want to hang on to it out of bitterness, but whatever, you've just never let go of it. But letting go of it will allow you to move finally into this journey 
that may feel like a wilderness at times. It may feel like you have no idea where you're going. And believe me, that's an okay feeling. Because God goes with us. Because the promise is, as we move into that space, God will take us to whatever new future, new beginning, new place that we need.